This podcast is sponsored, in part, by Fiverr. Fiverr is an online marketplace for freelance services. Click the affiliate link in the show notes, and if you purchase anything from Fiverr, you're not just supporting freelance small business owners. You're also helping to support the spreading of the gospel all around the world through Christian Fellowship Ministries, to stop human trafficking through Operation Underground Railroad, and getting Bibles and supplies to the persecuted church through Voice of the Martyrs. Fiverr, it starts here. By the Fire Podcast presents The Heart Speaks. Written and performed by Dave Smale. Chapter 13. The Meeting Tyrone located the room and tried the handle. It was unlocked. Gently, he turned it and edged the door open. Lying on the bed, staring despondently out the window, was Keisha. She seemed smaller than the last time he'd seen her. Had she lost weight? Keisha lazily turned her head toward him. Upon meeting her husband's eyes, she sat bolt upright in the bed. Ty? She said, covering her mouth. He stepped into the room, suddenly realizing he didn't know how he was supposed to react. Should he approach her or keep his distance? Keisha trembled, then sobbed. He took a careful step closer. She buried her face in her hands and wept. Wait, why is she crying? Ain't she mad at me for not coming sooner? She wailed into her hands for several awkward seconds. He waited for her to calm, then said, Look, I I don't know what to say except, I'm sorry I ain't come sooner. That triggered a fresh round of weeping and wailing. Dang, what's going on, he thought. Had she gone from a hothead? to a fragile emotional wreck since coming to this place? What kind of drugs did they have her on? Keisha's sobs finally subsided, and she reached for the tissue box beside her bed. He wondered whether to tell her that this was his third time coming. Nah, then I have to explain about Alondra. You don't know, do you? That's why you ain't come till now, Keisha said. Know what? he replied. She took a deep breath, trembling again. You might want to sit down. I'm aight. What's going on, Keisha? I... There have been some people from a church coming to see me. Yeah, I met them just now. You did? They was leaving as I was coming in. The pastor recognized me from the... He trailed off. From Jella's... She tried to finish his sentence, but also trailed off. They both found it too hard to put their daughter's name and the word funeral together. He nodded. They've been talking to me and praying with me, she said. They told me. About God and Jesus and forgiveness. 
Okay, so? Ain't that stuff you hear at your church all the time? She blinked hard and looked away. Keisha, what's going on? He probed. There ain't been a church, Ty. What you talking about? I ain't been going, she answered. He screwed up his face. Every Sunday, I'd drive Jella there and drop her off at the children's program. Then I would leave and... She choked on the words. Tyrone didn't respond, but got a sinking feeling in his gut. I'd go see... someone, Keisha finished. He just stared at her, but she didn't return his gaze. Had he heard her right? See someone? What's that mean? Like, another guy? The tears streamed down her face as she nodded. Tyrone shook his head at a loss for words. A million thoughts raced, mixed with hot emotion. Rage, violation, hurt, anger, spite. How how could you do this to me? To a family? She didn't answer. And church? You was using a church as a cover-up? Really? Then he realized it made sense why her church, well, her alleged church, had a record of Jella, but no record of Keisha. They'd been telling the truth. I'm, I'm sorry, Keisha whimpered. You sorry? <laughs> sorry ain't gonna cut it. Please, just, just listen, she pleaded. I need to listen nothing you gotta say. I know. If you want to leave and never talk to me again or see me again, I understand. Just let me tell you something. He breathed deep and crossed his arms. The day of the accident, or whatever you want to call it, when I crashed the Jetta on the beach, it was because I hadn't heard from the other person. Not since the murder. I got ghosted. Then... The day you was fired because of the video, he was the one that sent it to me. And he said he thought you was the... She stopped, unable to say, killer. I remember, he said through gritted teeth. I was wondering where you got that crazy idea from. She nodded, looking down at her hands. I was wrong to blame you. I know you'd never do nothing like that. You a good man, a good husband, and a great father. Jella loved you so much. She was a daddy's girl, Keisha said, then looked up at him, her eyes like green pools, cheeks like waterfalls. I know what I did is wrong, and I've been treating you bad a long time. You deserve better. Okay, hold up, Tyrone said. You ain't never apologized to me for nothing. Now all of a sudden you saying sorry for everything? It's cause those people from the church. Ah, I see, I see now. They made you feel all guilty, talking about sin and hell and all that, huh? Probably put you up to this like Alcoholics Anonymous. Gotta say sorry to everybody you ever wronged. He cursed under his breath. Actually, maybe I should thank him. No, no, 
They ain't put me up to it. This is all me. It's like before I didn't even understand about sin. I thought I was just supposed to do whatever made me happy. And when I wasn't happy, I blamed you. And I was unhappy a lot, Ty. But it wasn't your fault. I was selfish. I hated how Jella looked up to you. Like you was her hero, cause you were. I lied to you. I'm just so sorry, Ty. Tyrone's thoughts were split like oil and water. On one hand, now that he knew of the affair, he thought Keisha was scum of the earth. On the other hand, he could tell she was genuinely sorry. He was even somewhat enjoying all the apologies as it stroked his ego. I asked Jesus to forgive me and to come into my heart and change me. Make me not just a better person, but the person he wants me to be, Keisha said. And you know what? He did, Ty. At least he started to. First thing that happened was, I missed you. I hadn't missed you in I don't know how long. Next thing, I started feeling real bad for what I did, and I knew I had to come clean. Then, he gave me a piece about Jella. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What you mean a piece about Jella? Like you just okay with her death? No, no. I'll never be okay with it. Somebody murdered our baby, and whoever it is is still out there. I hope they get caught and they go to prison for life. I'm saying, she in heaven, and I'm gonna see her again someday. Tyrone groaned. Yeah, okay. No, I'm serious. God gave me a piece about it. So now it's like, it's like I could get on with life. Get on with life? So you just what, forget about her? No, 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 Ty, I could never forget her. If anything, I can't wait to see her again someday. I'm saying she in heaven, but we still here on the earth. There ain't nothing we could do about that. We still young. We got a long time left. With the time I got, I want to do the will of God. I, I, I heard enough. I'm out. Wait, wait. I'm trying to tell you. I want you to. But he was already out the door. Thanks for listening to The Heart Speaks. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I'll be back next week with another chapter. Until then, God bless and thank you. This is a work of fiction. Names, characters, businesses, places, events, and incidents are either the products of the author's imagination or used in a fictitious manner. Any resemblance to actual persons, living or dead, or actual events is purely coincidental.